Hey there, and welcome to the Life of a Cheerleading Coach. I'm your host, Marley Sievers. With four years of high school coaching experience, six years of experience as an instructor and choreographer for the National Cheerleaders Association, and over a decade in the cheerleading industry, join me as we navigate through the world of high school coaching together. Here we go. Welcome back to another episode. This week, I wanted to discuss passionate leadership and leading with passion. The theme of our season last year was passion. So this is in honor of a wonderful year and also to help continue on the path of being passionate about coaching and cheerleading. One resource that we referred to a lot last year was John Gordon's book, Soup. And in his book, he describes how you're going to make the soup and each element of it is related to something that keeps the team motivated. And when he asks if your soup is hot or lukewarm or cold, he's referring to your level of passion. So we always wanted hot soup. We wanted passionate soup. We wanted it to be stirred with love and teamwork and all of these wonderful things. So it's not just enough to want to be passionate about the sport that you're in or that you're coaching. You have to feel it. One of my favorite speakers, Simon Sinek, explains that we feel passion with things that are deeply personal to us. And we feel it when we can help advance a higher purpose or cause. As the coach of your program or the leader in your program, what is the higher purpose? What is the ultimate goal surrounding your team? Do your athletes understand that goal and that cause? When we don't feel personally connected to something, we feel stress. He goes on to say that passion is an output, not an input, just like stress is an output, not an input. One example that he uses is somebody that travels, that goes to work, that misses their family, and then finally comes home and is passionate, is going to say that that experience was worth it. And on the opposite side of the spectrum, somebody who travels for work, misses their family, finally comes home and feels stressed would feel as if it wasn't worth it. So at the end of your season, ask yourself, was it worth it? Was all of my hard work and effort and every email that I sent and every practice I was at and sometimes eight hour days, was it worth it? Did you learn something? Did you advance? Did you make new friends? Did you make new memories? Did you grow? Was it worth it to you to put in all of that effort? Sinek goes on to say that when you find something you believe in, you will experience passion. Well, how do you find what you believe in? He says that as a society, we have an overwhelming pressure to find our vision when not all of us are visionaries. You have to find a vision, but you don't have to have one. Meaning, if the words of visionaries inspire you, follow them and adopt their vision as your own. Whether or not you originate the vision is irrelevant. When something resonates with you, that is your cause. As a coach, you could be listening to a speaker or a great leader in their field and feel inspired by what they say. And you can adopt that vision for yourself and your team. For athletes, it would be feeling inspired by something your coach says and getting on board with that passion and that vision. 
everybody in an organization has a gift to bring to the table, and we have to commit our gift to the vision in order to help advance it. For some, that gift is leadership. That could be your coaches and captains. And for others, it that gift is skill and ability. And we have to all commit our gift to the vision in order to meet our goals and in order to find success and pursue our passion. In another discussion I watched with Mel Robbins, she explains that there's only one word that you need to pay attention to when it comes to passion, and that is energy. Find something that energizes you. She says that passion or purpose is not a person, place, or thing. It's how you feel. It's how that thing makes you feel. So when you wake up and you go to practice and you're at the gym and coaching or on the sidelines or at a competition, does it energize you? Are you passionate about it? How does it make you feel? Ask yourself, what can I do today to energize myself? Just like energy, passion dissipates over time and starts to become routine. Then passion is no longer energizing. When that happens, you have to find something new that energizes you. So change up your routine, change up your plan and make it fun again. Just like when we talked about experiencing burnout, it's possible that your energy is going to run out, right? So make sure you're taking rest breaks when you can and in between. And right now, for myself especially, I feel like having some amount of time in between seasons allows me to reflect on my passion. In all of these resources, which I'll link for you in my show notes, the speakers refer to their passion and their vision. And for myself personally, what keeps me energized, what keeps me motivated, the vision that drives me forward in my passion is being the best version of myself that I can be and being an exceptional leader and role model for my athletes. I aspire to pave the path for my athletes to follow. And I hope that I can develop their character and their leadership skills along the way. Working with these individuals and developing those skills does energize me and it gets me excited. So be thinking about your vision for the future and how you want to continue to progress. In another video I watched called The Passionate Leader, they had interviewed Marc Messier, and he talks a lot about his experience as a leader and captain on his team. He says that the best coaches gain the trust of their players, and they develop relationships with each individual outside of practice and outside of the sport. He also states that it's important to be candid and speak the truth. He refers to a quote that says, good coaching is to be able to give correction without resentment. In his experience, giving correction to individuals, he found that instead of having players resentful towards him for the corrections that they were given, they were actually very respectful and they respected him for giving those. So being candid and transparent and honest with your athletes is going to build that trust so you can be the best leader for them. He goes on to say that it's important to make sure everyone has a voice and is heard. We've talked about giving your athletes a level of autonomy and ability to pick and choose things and ask them for suggestions. Talk to them when you feel like something is bothering them. Make sure that they have a voice too. 
Good leaders continue to learn about leadership, and I've talked about this extensively. We should always be willing to learn and grow as leaders for our programs, as leaders in life. Leadership is not something that just plateaus over time. It is evolving just like our society is, just like this generation of athletes is. And keeping up on the best practices and techniques is only going to make yourself better as an individual as well as the programs that you work with. He finishes his interview by saying that being a leader is a huge responsibility and any team's success requires great leadership. The last piece that I found to be the most helpful was his advice to never waver. Words are only words until you put action to them. So it's not enough to just say, we're going to start conditioning every single day. We're going to make sure our stunts are solid. We are going to hit our pyramid full out. We're going to do 50 full outs before the end of the season. There has to be action made towards achieving those goals. How many times did you condition this week? Was it every single day like you had said? Be true to your own word and hold yourself accountable as a leader too. I liked hearing this because as coaches, we all have expectations for our program. And just like it's important to be candid with your athletes, it's important to be candid with yourself. If that open, honest, and candid conversation with yourself is saying, I feel like I'm losing my passion. I feel like this doesn't bring me energy like it should anymore. Make sure that you are stepping out of the routine. You are trying something new every single day, breaking the norm, waking up and motivating yourself intrinsically as well as extrinsically. If you want to learn more about how to stay motivated, I have an episode on that. But in order to find your spark, you have to wholeheartedly believe in the vision that you have for your program. And once you start to fully embody and embrace that vision and live it every single day, then your athletes are going to follow and your program will be unstoppable. Thank you again for listening. I hope that some of this information resonated with you. Again, I wanted to speak on this topic because we're going into a new season. As coaches, we're gearing up for a long and at times overwhelming year. So lead your team with your passion and your purpose and do your best to carry that throughout the whole season. And then in the end, you can say that it was worth it because you are passionate about it. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Life of a Cheerleading Coach. To be notified when another episode is posted, visit the link in the show notes to sign up for my newsletter. Don't forget to follow the Life of a Cheerleading Coach on Instagram and Facebook, and be sure to click the listener support button on my anchor page. To be featured in the next episode, use the link in the show notes to leave me a voice message. Thanks again for listening and go make a difference. Thank you.